God always has eternity for us in mind. It would be impossible to understand the gospel, and especially today's gospel, without God's eternal perspective. And so an important question for us is, do we have eternity in our minds? And in our hearts? Do we allow eternity to form our thinking? Do we allow eternity to evangelize our emotions and our feelings? To increase our desire for prayer? and our willingness to love others. Why must, we, why must we ask ourselves these questions? Simply because if eternity is on God's mind, it reveals to us so beautifully what God's purpose for our life is. That it's not simply just to be a good person or to live a good life or to even have a nice life. But rather, God's purpose for us is to live a divine life, to become God-like, In spirituality and in theology, we simply just refer to this as divinization. That we are called to partake in God's very nature. To share in God's very life. This is our purpose. This is God's desire for us. And the only way that this can occur is if we allow Christ to take us beyond what we can merely see with our eyes and understand with our minds. This grace, I believe, is what Jesus today is desiring for the Sadducees in the gospel, and certainly for us as well. The Sadducees, like the Pharisees, is another Jewish group that Jesus is constantly in tension with throughout the Gospels. However, for very different reasons than the Pharisees. Oftentimes, the Sadducees are sort of labeled as Jewish conservatives because they are, they're not open to any new ideas or any new movements. They only accepted the Pentateuch as divinely inspired, as having any authority from God. 
And so unlike other groups, they denied an afterlife. They denied the immortality of the soul and the resurrection of the body. Because they believed these teachings were not found in the Pentateuch. And so it's this background that helps to sort of set the stage for Jesus' encounter with them today in the gospel. Because the Sadducees believe that they have proof from the Pentateuch, from Moses himself, that there can be no resurrection and no afterlife because of the reality of marriage. It's almost as if they come to Jesus and they say to him, if there really is a resurrection like you teach, then tell us. If a woman keeps getting remarried after her husband dies, whose wife will she be in heaven? It's a good question from a purely earthly perspective. And Jesus' response to them is like an explosion in which they are completely unprepared for. Jesus teaches them that the children of this age marry and remarry. But for those who attain to the resurrection of the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. Eternity, Jesus is reminding the Sadducees and us, is unlike anything you can fathom. It is unlike anything of this world. It is so much more than what you know. Why? Because ultimately God is unlike anything you can fathom. And he's so much more than what you know. What Jesus is trying to do is not merely to correct their thinking, but he's attempting to open their hearts to follow him. Because in him, eternity is speaking. In Jesus, eternity is revealing itself and breaking into this world and calling them and us beyond it. St. Catherine of Siena once said that all the way to heaven is heaven because Jesus said, I am the way. And so if we are following him, if our hearts and our minds are open to him, 
If we are listening to his word and to his presence in our life, then we are, to some extent, already living in eternity. Heaven, then, is not so much a question for us, but a reality in which, to some degree, we are already participating in. Which is why the ultimate answer today to the Sadducees' question is right in front of them. Jesus is the answer to their question. But Jesus can't merely be taught. He has to be believed in. He has to be lived in. He has to be followed. Every great question in life, who is God? What is heaven like? How do I pray? can only be answered through discipleship, through a greater surrendering and following of Jesus. You know, books are helpful. Retreats are helpful. Spiritual conversations are helpful. But ultimately, they're not enough. Ultimately, we must leave the comfort of books, the comfort of retreats and spiritual conversations, and follow Christ wherever and however he is leading us. If the Sadducees today can lay aside merely what they see and understand and follow Christ, they will be taken beyond themselves and beyond this world to eternity. And if we can merely lay aside what we see and understand and follow Christ, then we too will be taken beyond ourselves and beyond this world to eternity.